Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, Brother Scott. Mm. I was tired last night. I could tell. Your eyes were like slits. and <laughs> Tried to get some last night. I take it tried means tried and failed. You know, that really kind of pisses me off because that, that Viagra shit's not cheap. <laughs> Waste of a pill. <laughs> you got to tell her ahead of time, I'm taking a pill, honey. <laughs> that way she goes, don't bother or okay. Yeah, she, she just doesn't come home then. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't tell me. She just doesn't come home. <laughs> I'll... I'll go out to eat. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we left off at the films. We're starting the actual 25 films. What all did we get done last night? We did everything. Uh, We did the music. We did our favorite henchmen. No shit. We missed the villains. I was going to say, we did not do the villains yet. We did the Bond girls. Did the girls... Yeah, shoot, already. So I think we're on the villains. We are on the villains. Let's do this. And uh, the list the list of villains was many. I kept it at five. <laughs> but I knocked it down to five. My top five, my favorite five. Yes. And you'll notice in my list, the favorite five could possibly be because of the actor or it could be because of the character. I'll explain it as we go through them. Got it. Um, but 
let's uh i think you did you started the last one so i'll go first this time okay who is your number five top villain in all the bond films my number five comes from burke's number 24 <laughs> sorry we're discussing a little stuff off air there for a second um that's max zorn from a view to a kill and there are many reasons to love max zorn but my biggest thing is i'm a huge christopher walken yeah. fan it's christopher walken i mean come on i mean what better actor could you put in as a villain i mean, he he is so good at what he does and his interaction with both mayday and james bond was phenomenal through the whole thing i still think mayday made that film but uh <laughs> but yeah that, that that is my number five so so max soren makes it on onto the list Sweet, sweet. Are you sure that we did henchmen? We did henchmen again. We talked about odd job, and you talked about uh, yeah, yeah. We did. I, I talked about you, the uh, the uncola. Yeah, on the top, and oh yeah. God. <laughs> uh, all right. Maybe I wasn't tired last night, and I was just drunk. It could be. <laughs> it could be. You never know. <laughs> I, I mean, the whiskey I was drinking last night. By the way phenomenal thank you jeff uh <laughs> oh that is hundred proof and it just smooth <laughs> didn't it, realize how much you had to drink did you oh that smacks you right in the ass <laughs> holy cow and i must have had a lot because i have three glasses sitting here <laughs> um anyway so max zorn was my guy you know what uh i want uh, I watched the films again. I and, did not have the opportunity. I feel bad, but I just didn't have the availability because I didn't have them. I didn't have anything available except yeah. for a couple, yeah. you know. Um, I just, I I loved the way that he interacted with people. It was Christopher Walken, man. <laughs> that whole scene sitting at the table, I was like, that's so freaking awesome. <laughs> All right, sir. What's your number five? Uh, I kind of dig Mad Mickelson's Le Chiffre from Casino Royale. Um, he just had that evil. I, he had a down pat, man, and I, I, I love him as an actor. Um, I, I like the stuff he's in. He is a Danish actor. He was originally a gymnast and a dancer uh he's lived in copenhagen all his life except when he was living in toronto while filming hannibal another great role for him. <laughs> yeah yeah and the the eye prosthetic that they put in him for for this flick just made him look even meaner oh yeah I mean, if you bleed out your eyes uh, you're, you're <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> he's like, <"Ew." laughs> Yeah, freaking he, me out man <laughs> you, you, you have to stare i mean <laughs> yeah Ooh, my my microphone looks dirty oh i may have to clean i don't like that what um, have you been doing on your microphone there pal what did you do ray 
<laughs> you moved. It does look like a phallic symbol. <laughs> Didn't we have this discussion? We once? had this. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Last sister to. <laughs> ah, look at look at how clean cut I am. Yeah, you look like Mr. Rogers was going for a job Won't interview. Oh, wait, wait, you did go for my a job neighbor. <laughs> Two of Won't them. Hire me. Hire me. <laughs> Please, won't you be? My my boss, <laughs> my employer, hi employer, and both of them are good paying jobs. I could actually afford my house now. Ooh, a little less stressful for you. <laughs> you, you, you think? <laughs> well, there's a positive. I'm, I'm sure my mortgage company would love to hear that. <laughs> Alrighty, sir. Who's uh who is your number four top villain then? Comes from the man with the golden gun. Yes, it is Francisco Scaramanga, played by no other than Christopher Lee. Oh, love that dude. And I did not even realize that was Christopher Lee because he was so much younger. I mean, oh, you didn't re- you didn't realize this was Dracula and Sour Man and all the <laughs> I, well, Sour Man, Sour Man, Sour Man, um, is what I kind of remember him for. Yeah, but, but he was nine hundred years old in that. Yeah, <laughs> and in this, he was like forty. Yeah. Uh he looked good. I was oh, like, yeah. damn, he was in his prime in his heyday, man. But. An evil drug lord he was. Yeah, but he was he was just such a laid back dude. I mean he's, he's a great character in that one. Oh. oh what are we looking at? Um Yeah. I just got, got a I just got a text message from from ADT. They're coming to look at my system today. Okay. Why? Um just to make sure that the installer installed it correctly, I had to. Oh, have okay. Him, I had to have them come back out because I have molding around my my main entry door, mm-hmm. and the the patio door, and the molding is very much three D. Um, it is wobbly and wavy, and the guy mm-hmm. installed the sensors with double sized sticky tape. I was like, "That's not gonna stay." <laughs> Two days later, the sensor's laying on the floor and my alarm's going off. <laughs> I'm like, <sighs> so they had to have a guy come back out, and now now they're having a quality inspector come and check things out. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's good. That's so nice of them. we may have to take a break. That's okay. I had the uh, furnace guy here for his biannual checkup. I don't know. They they show up about every six months and. Make sure everything's okay. It was funny. He was here just a couple months back. All of a sudden, the the heat stopped. And we're like, what the heck? I mean, this is a brand spanking new furnace. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Turns out a big-ass honking spider had gotten in and built his web right on top of one of the sensors. So he couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be on or off. So he got in there and sucked them out. And he was like, yeah, I was just here uh, looking at a spider. Wasn't I? Yeah, you were. 
I that a big ass spider, dude. <laughs> they say Australia it is a big ass spider. Hey, I had sixteen legs. The thing was huge and it was fast. The dots. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Scaramongo, like I said, was my number four. Gotcha. Great villain. Great, oh yeah. Great, great villain. But it was Christopher Lee, man. The guy's incredible in anything that he does. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what was your number four? Uh, I kind of enjoyed Ernst Stavro Blofeld, the Donald Pleasance, the old school Blofeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in, oh God, whose movie was that? Uh, THX 1138. Was that um, Lucas's like student film? Yes. Okay. He w- actually played in that film film for him for some other i don't know how he got him in there but he was in that film so was, wasn't he in rocky horror picture show no you're no you're thinking of another guy who did show up at some point no donald pleasance is balder um let's look him up i'm thinking he was in a horror flick too i i think so English actor Donald Pleasance. Yes, the Halloween films. Yes, that was yeah. it. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, horror. You had you had the horror part correct. <laughs> Not Rocky Horror, but a horror film. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember. I I had to bring up a. I had to. Oh, it was Jonathan Adams. That yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Pleasance uh, in nineteen thirty 1930- in nineteen thirty nine, he initially refused to be conscripted into the British Armed Forces, registering as a conscientious objector, but then changed his stance in the autumn of nineteen forty after the attacks upon London by the Luftwaffe, and volunteered for the Royal Air Force. He served as an aircraft wireless operator with the 166 squadron in bomber command in which he flew almost 60 raids against the axis over occupied europe so and lee was another one who was also in the military but he was like like i don't think he was allowed to tell anybody what he did (laughs) He acted like he was in the military. <laughs> no, he was early in the military. <laughs> well, we uh, talked about, I think in the, in the Lord of the Rings episode, we talked about the fact that like, like he, when you get stabbed in the back, like he actually knows what that's like or what the noises that would make and how the person would react because it happened in the military. Like, oh, damn. So anyway, that, that's my number four. All right. My number three. You've already said. No. Oh. Mads Mickelson. Ah. La Chiffre. La Chiffre. From Casino Royale. So. Yes. What's uh, it? <laughs> so I, I don't really have anything else to add to this because you explained everything. I, he's, <laughs> he's a Dutch actor um, who, well, he has credits on Broadway as a dancer. So the 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 guy has done all facets of entertainment. Very in, cool. Including the live stuff. 
Anyways, that is my number three. Okay, my number three is Gert Froby playing Auric Goldfinger. Mm. He was also in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Now, Now, here's where it gets a little weird. He actually joined the Nazi party in 1929 at the age of 16. Uh, but then he left the Nazi party in 1937. After his party membership became known after World War II, uh, Israel banned Froby's films until a Mario Blumenau, a Jewish survivor, revealed that just eight weeks later that he had saved his well, his life and his mother's life that were probably saved by Froby when he hid them from the Nazis. So he did a, I don't know if he joined the Nazis to try and help people out to be on the inside or if he just had a change of heart. I don't know the story, but turned out to be a good guy in the end. So that's all I got about Mr. Gert Froby, uh, the my... sausage king of Chicago. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, my number two is Auric Goldfinger, played <laughs> by Gert Frobes. Frobes? Froby? Uh, Froby? I think it's Froby. Frobes? I don't know. Um, you took my one piece of trivia that I was going to bring <laughs> up and shoved it up my butt. <laughs> Probably because we looked at the same IMDb stuff. <laughs> uh, so, so that's my number two, buddy. <laughs> He was, I, I loved him in the film. I mean, he was, he, well, it, he, he, he was awesome. He had one of the best henchmen mm-hmm. in, in any of the 007 movies. And, and he, he had one of the best line one liners from a, a bad guy. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, uh, 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 the the fact that they used a uh, a Bugatti Royale as his car, it just yeah, it just excited me. I, One I mean, of five ever built. Yes, <laughs> an odd job got to drive it. <laughs> oh, rap bastard! Rap bastard! <laughs> Alrighty, so that was your number two. Am I on to my number two? I'm on to my number yes. two then. Okay, yes. my number two is Alec Trevelyan, Mr. Sean Bean from Goldeneye. Ooh, good choice. He was not he, on my list. He, uh, he's he been in Patriot Games, Goldeneye, Ronin, Don't Say a Word, Lord of the Rings Trilogy, Equilibrium, National Treasure, Troy, Flight Plan, D- D- yeah, Jupiter Ascending, The Martian, The Lightning Thief. Uh, it seems like most of his characters tend to die on screen, uh, which is a phenomenon that has gained notoriety on the internet and the Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, James Bond fandoms. As a result, Bean has said in 2019 he will reject any script that called for his character's demise. <laughs> Did my character die? No, thank you. <laughs> And I hit your number one already, didn't I? Mm-hmm. What was your number one again? Ernest Stavro Blofeld. Blofeld. You hit my number one too. My number one is Francisco Scaramanga. Um, so one, two, three, four, five. So uh, okay, <clears throat> I know that you didn't go into this. You you just kind of picked 
Donald Pleasance, mm-hmm. which is fine, which is fine. Charles Gray is the one that I was thinking of that was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. And didn't he show up in a Bond film, though? He's Blofeld. In another one. In another, yes. So you have in Diamonds Are... Oh, that's Are, right. Diamonds Forever. That's right. Diamonds Are Forever is Charles Gray. Telly Savalas on Her Majesty's Secret Service. You have Donald Pleasance in You Only Live Twice. And you have Max von... Sidow? Sidow from Never Say Never Again. Oh, shit, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, and then the weird thing is Charles Gray actually played uh, in another Bond film. It was um, You Only Live Twice. He was like his CIA uh, counterpart in Japan or something like that. Correct. Uh, And let's see here. uh, uh, Christopher Waltz, Spectre, and No no Time to Die. Um. The Blofeld character, well, remember, James Bond, that entire series, when it was being written originally, uh, the whole thing was about James Bond going up against Spectre. Mm -hmm. And Blofeld was the the head man of Spectre. Uh, Each of these gentlemen did a fabulous job playing Blofeld. But Diamonds Are Forever, Charles Gray, was my favorite. (laughs) Donald Pleasance was, you know what? You saw more of Donald Pleasance. True, true. Uh, And and what was the one Bond film where it was kind of Blofeld, but you never saw his... He was in a uh, motorized wheelchair, and it was... uh, Roger Moore, because he picked, he got, was he was it? in a helicopter that was remote controlled, and then somehow he got control of the helicopter and put the skid underneath his motorized wheelchair and dropped him down a, a chimney, a large industrial chimney. For your eyes only. Yeah, but I can't remember. There was some legal reason they could not show him as Blofeld, the character. They just inferred it. The pre-title sequence of which shows an unnamed character resembling Blofeld fall to his death. Yeah. Um, there, Yeah, there, for some legal reason, they weren't allowed to even uh, credit him as Blofeld. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was in the middle of that whole eon uh argument that oh that, it was oh yeah because they had the non-eon film out at the same it was like 85 right. or something like that yeah. yeah so i i think that's what it had to do with got it got it um anyways blofeld yep was my favorite in the books uh, he was in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. You only lived twice. Uh, and in the films, he was in eight films. From Russia with Love, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Diamonds Are Forever, For Your Eyes Only, Spectre, No Time to Die, and Casino Royale. 
Uh, Blofeld also appears in Never Say Never Again, a remake of Thunderball that was not produced by Eon. Yes, yes. So Christopher Lee, he was in seven, he, he was Count Dracula in seven Hammer horror films. Uh, we're on to your Scaramanga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, okay. just little tidbits there. Um, yeah. Man the Golden Gun, Count Dooku in Star Wars, Sauron, and the Hobbit film trilogy. And I little note, we should do a deep dive on this guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> interesting, interesting individual, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm turning my Nest camera on so that I can see when this gentleman pulls. Ah, not a problem. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, hey, we finally made it through the villains. <laughs> now we're underrating the films in order of our personal preference. There is there. This is just personal preference, and and you'll have to forgive me because some of these films I have not seen. Like, I don't think I've seen a view to a kill since the late eighties. Okay. It's been a hot second. There is one film on here that I have not seen yet. And that is the only reason why it ended up at 25. The last film. Uh, no time to die. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I, I, the, <clears throat> valid reason. Valid reason. So it, it comes in my 25 spot. I, I'm hoping it's a great flick. It's the Daniel Craig films. Uh, well, we'll go into that discussion yeah. afterwards because I, we almost need to sit back and, and figure out which bond was the best. Um, because I think people would be surprised. Roger Moore had the most films yet. I don't think that he was the strongest bond. No, I, he, he was not my, he would not be my top pick either. I enjoyed his films. Don't get me wrong. And I, I, I enjoyed him when he was playing the saint on television. Oh yeah. I really loved him as a saint. Um, he had some, he had some very, very good moments in some of his films, but all in all, I, between his acting, the direction and the scripts, he was just a little too, uh, too carefree and nonchalant. It was just, you know, some of the other guys took, you're, you know you're killing people and they, it was a little more serious role for them um so yeah i yeah yeah i mean i mean we you know what, at the end of all this we may just kind of go you know here's my yeah i think i like this guy the best or whatever so yeah no, we could nobody can top george lazenby <laughs> that's why he had so many films <laughs> <laughs> he was recast and recast and recast <laughs> Now, granted, anybody who's never acted in their life who can who can bullshit their way into a Bond film, and uh, I think that's I think that's what Broccoli said. I mean, they they he finally went up to Broccoli. He's like, you know, I've never acted. He's like, you fooled the director and the producer into thinking you can act. Trust me, you're an actor. <laughs> it's like, yeah freaking hilarious all right make it till you make it <laughs> yep so what is your number 25 my friend i was it, 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 these were the, the bottom ones and the top ones were the toughest i think for me um i i put in moonraker as my 25 
film. That's 1979. It just had so many cringe moments. I hated the the character of the bad guy. I hated the all the cheap allusions to the science fiction films that were out at the time. I just yeah, it was just not my now you had Jaws, which was awesome. Jaws, 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 and that was his second film. Well, hold on, hold on. Jaws was good in the movie right up until the end. Yeah, yeah. Probably the dumbest ending to a film that I've ever seen in my life. Now, (laughs) I I already told you my number 25. I have to say that Moonraker is the bottom of the list. It's of seen films. Of seen films. Okay. Okay. It was horrible. (laughs) And I was was just like, what am I watching? This is is absolutely insane. And the and the laser pew pews in space is just oh it was now, so bad. Now Michael Lonsdale played Hugo Drox, bad guy, all around bad guy. Yep. Um, I didn't think I I, I didn't believe him in the character. Yeah. It it just yeah that I I had such such bad uh, juju watching this flick um corinne clary was incredibly hot no uh but there was really nobody else big in this film Mm -mm. i mean she was cute but she wasn't outstanding in any way no you know i mean lois chile's looked good in the spacesuit but that that was a uh, that was about it yeah, sex and zero, zero g was probably the best thing about the film <laughs> now now i will say <laughs> i will say this the graphics uh of the spaceship the one that looks like the space shuttle uh-huh. for this coming out before the very first space shuttle was had ever been launched and it looking exactly like a space shuttle just really <laughs> kind of made me go, yeah. The other thing, one of the best fight scenes is on top of the cable cars. Yeah. This is another film that's been a hot second since I've seen, but yeah, that was not bad. Yeah, that was, uh, we talked about it last night, the, the, the cable. Licorice. Yeah, made out of licorice so you could bite right through it. Oh. Ow, sorry. Trying to cross my legs. Perfect. I'm old. Ow. Uh, Since my number 24 is the same as yours, you could go to your number 24. 23? Well, you did 25 because you didn't see it. We both did 24. Right. Now we're on to 23. Oh, wait. What was your 25 then? Oh, sorry. Um, Moonraker was my 25. A a view to a kill is actually my 24. That's right. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, yes. We're just talking about Here we go. Okay. And once again, I haven't seen this thing in a hot minute, but I just don't remember. I don't know. I didn't really enjoy Grace Slick in the role as much as you did. The I remember the special effects being fairly subpar. The green screen was not good. The whole, I don't know. I just, 
the whole thing on the blimp and the i don't know i just it it, it always struck with me as I, I just did not dig that film. So, and maybe if I saw it again, I would change my mind, but it, it's been a, a quite a, quite a long time. Now this was uh, Roger Moore had turned 57 years old during the filming of this, uh, making him the oldest actor to ever play James Bond. Uh, he was, he had, he was done a couple films before that. They really should have replaced him well uh, uh, this you know damn near 60 year old dude with a hairpiece trying to bang a chick 30 years as junior just didn't play very well so okay they just cringe that's all um i have to say one of the most iconic scenes in the world takes place in this movie yes that is james bond jumping off of a cliff and being saved by a British flag. I don't think that was that film. Uh, talk about the uh, talk about the uh, the parachute, the Union Jack parachute. Yeah. No, that was uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. That's right. That is the Spy Who Loved Me. There is a huge. Uh, skiing and snowmobile fight in this film oh okay uh andy blows up a helicopter with a flare Mm. okay that's that's all positive stuff isn't it that's possible that could happen uh i went and watched this again and realized that i uh i really love this film But you are correct. The hairpiece is horrible. <laughs> uh, my favorite scenes include the fire truck. Um, he's sitting talking to the police captain, and and he opens up the valve and basically blows the guy across the parking <laughs> lot, and he takes off. Uh, but this also has the ladder incident uh through the streets of san francisco that was he driving a ladder truck no he's hanging off of the ladder oh of a fire truck (laughs) and it's like turning sideways left and right um now i'm gonna i'm because we are talking about about a film that i rank a little bit higher i'm gonna tell you where it ranks on my list okay a View to a Kill comes in at nine. Ooh, okay. Big difference between you and I. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, it's been a hot second since I've seen this. I'm going off of, you know, 20-year-old info here. So if I saw it again, I might rank it differently. Well, it, it, it came out in 1985, two years before I graduated high school. Yeah. Um, I was in the prime of my of my teen years, and this show... Uh, my my father and I actually went to see the show in a movie theater right before he left for Australia. So it's kind of uh, maybe you have a, yeah you you've got some some memories attached to it. Uh oh, is the guy here? No, no. <laughs> Somebody's walking outside their dog, walking their dog outside. Maybe no, but I I. 
think it was uh I think it was the company that I just uh interviewed with. Oh, do you need to take it? Uh, you no, know, it went to voicemail. Oh, they'll leave a message. <laughs> I mean, I I'm taking it if it's offered. But that's too much money to to leave on the table. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the you just have to remember to you're with 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 more bread, you're going to have to take a little more shit. <laughs> I don't think I could take any more shit than I do now. <laughs> well, okay. Um, not, uh, I'm probably going to cut this and move it to like the opening segment. But I, let me explain this. I have a manager right now who I, I like. I like as a person. He's, he's a really nice guy. All right. He most likely is intimidated by me because I'm smart and I know I'm smart. And you, you don't have any problem telling people you're smart. And for some reason, <laughs> I have this problem with expressing in my face the fact that other people are stupid. <laughs> I can't not tell them that they are stupid. I must tell them. <laughs> we are all born ignorant, but one must work hard to remain stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's uh So, I, I I mean, as long as that manager is there, I'm not going to advance at this company. Fair enough. So in my mind, I would rather go bust my ass somewhere else. Um, and make more money at the same time. And make more money at the same time. Dude, I work my tail off. I do. Uh, my manager will even be the first one to tell you. I do more work than anyone else. That's why when something needs done, they call me. And that's fine. That's fine. I find other ways to get my breaks. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So we're on what? Number 23. Correct. What's your number 23? I uh, had Octopussy down as number 23. This is another Roger Moore 1983 film. Okay, I have it at fourteen. Yeah, I thought you were gonna have it a little bit higher. I mean, we were just from what you said earlier. I don't know. I just Maude Adams had been in another Bond film earlier on. Mm-hmm. Liked her. Um, I, I and once again, this is one another film that I'm. It may have been the '80s since the last time I saw this thing. I don't know. I was just never impressed with it. It it there. It was so forgettable. I, I the, the only thing I remember from the film is some guy dressed up as an alligator and swam across a river. And then there was a pretty octopus and a thing. And that's it. That's it. That's the only thing that stood out in that film that I could remember. It's like, I don't remember any of the fights. I mean, there was a tuck. 
is it what do they call those little three wheel things tuk tucks yes there's a tuk tuk chase yeah and that yeah okay the world's Great. the world's smallest jet oh that was the beginning of that oh, okay all right i mean there was a lot of good in this film <clears throat> once again okay this is my problem with the roger moore films bad hair pieces <laughs> the fact that his belt line was up to his navel on most of his outfits the fact that the hair of the stuntman never matched roger moore's hair it was put either, on another wig it would have it would have been a perfect match it was either a the wrong color it was the wrong shape it was styled backwards <laughs> those were the things that bothered me but once again i like this film because it was an 80s film that i grew up on yeah yeah uh there was a part of the let's see it was not a planned part of the indian cabbie chase sequence when a cyclist rode between the two battling vehicles providing added suspense i don't even fucking remember that bit from that movie so I had to pull that from trivia. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, yeah, just no fond memories. Anyway. Uh, so what number are we on? That was my 23. So I have to do my 23. And I'm highlighting so that I can see how far we've gone. My number 23. Nineteen ninety nine, Pierce Brosnan. The world is not enough. Yeah, that came in for me at like seventeen, so it's it's so fairly it's low. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fairly low on the list. Well, uh, okay. the The problems that I had with this film, I love Pierce Brosnan. I I I I, I do too. His his portrayal of remington steel was just i that's where i fell in love with him and i was like he's gonna be the best bond he's gonna be the best bond <clears throat> bad. bad yeah he had his moments but i mean some of the films that they put him in were just bad ideas from the beginning you know now this uh there were a lot of things in this film that i did like but you know well robbie robbie coltrane yeah (laughs) judy dench oh who was the cia guy he he showed up in um goldeneye Uh, originally um he was in that too wait wait, wait. was that uh uh, or was that goldeneye that might have been goldeneye never mind yeah he's not in this okay my bad Uh, um Sophie Mar Marcheo Mar- Oh, I can't even I can't say it. <laughs> Marceau, that's it. Sophie Marceau. Uh was born Sophie Danielle Sylvie Maupi. I'm just okay. gonna give up. She was born in yeah. France. Not not worth discussing. 
yeah the the whole film was just not not good the the special effects this is one of those movies where every special effect looked like it was done in front of a green screen and you could see a cloud around the people i was like this this is bad uh john cleese as our was was funny as usual he was okay um but nothing else really stood out yeah um robert carlisle as renard uh oh yeah yeah yeah. english actor yeah anyone who doesn't know who robert carlisle is he was in he plays rumpelstiltskin in uh in the tv show what is that snow white no uh it was that series wasn't it yeah it was, um not uh, first not uh uh once upon a time there you go i see i first remember him it, it was either uh it might have been the full monty was the first time i saw him or uh train spotting i can't remember which oh 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 thank you what um i was talking to my friend seth the other day and (laughs) couldn't remember the movie train spotting no we we couldn't remember what show uh we went we went to a lip service show uh a few years back and um it was it was very interesting a lot of nakedness and a lot of different stuff happening in this live show um and i couldn't remember for the life of me what it was what it was called and it was train spotting <laughs> okay thank you messed messed up film too man but what a great film oh god it was messed up <laughs> just seen the play <laughs> oh geez no thank you <laughs> movie was enough for me mm. uh so anyways uh the world is not enough is my number 23 and i never want to see that flick again i don't know the uh was wasn't that the one where they had the the helicopter that had the big blades that that cut up trees and they cut his bmw in half or something yes i think yeah yes so the little beepies say it's time to take a quick break everybody oh yes ladies and gentlemen um so so you know uh this is going to be an extended break because my adt guy is pulling up fair enough just give me a text when you're ready i shall uh all right ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back Good choice.
We'll be right back. such good music man i don't want to talk on top of it oh dude i am telling you i could be the best dj at a funeral (laughs) oh i love this stuff man ah why were the 80s so great Ah, we were young and impressionable. I don't know. I mean, it was a good era. I I wasn't a big fan of 70s music. I wasn't a big fan of 60s music. It, but 80s music, I could sit and listen to this stuff all day long. Oh, you like disco. That was 70s. Oh, I did. I do like disco. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me gay. Um, uh, so be it. <laughs> so, I'm looking at a picture that you sent me. Yeah. I am taking it that that is the back of the Kansas house. Yeah, it usually sets that up right outside of the door to the garage, so there's you know a little bit of air break, you know. So when you open the door to get in the garage, yeah, snow ticket. This is the second year in a row snow has took that thing down. Oof. What'd you do, Ray? <laughs> it snowed. Ooh, that is, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> well, apparently I'm buying new tires. <laughs> For which car? The Toyota. I've, <laughs> I put new shoes on. Um, okay, did I tell you the name of my car? I came up with the name finally. What's the name of your car? Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know it's German, so, so now and not racist at all. 
also when <laughs> when I went to have the valve cover fixed. They were, they were like, uh, what car are you bringing us? I said, Klaus. So when I went in, it's at the top of the paperwork, it says patient Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, but I have to buy tires for the Toyota. But guess what? What? Tires for a Toyota are freaking dirt cheap. 150 it, bucks each? No, 100 bucks a piece. Oh, nice. For Firestones. Hmm. Well, I only I, I only do Firestone or Bridgestone. I've never had like I had Firestones on my Civic when I first got it. I did not like them. Actually, I had some Goodyear whatever's on my last car no no they were like the whatever your generic they were pretty good i was kind of impressed they didn't have a lot of traction yeah but i i take that back they didn't have a lot of dry traction because they were you know higher mileage rated you know i was used to riding on kumos that lasted a year but now you could throw them into a corner and you know no problem so actually I my, just had to slow down in my <laughs> my Kumos on the Jeep are still good, and I bought them brand new three years ago. Kumo Kumo makes a great tire. It yes, it's soft. Yes, it's only good for thirty five thousand miles, but it's a great tire. Firestone. Now I have the Firestone uh, or the Bridgestone. Uh, uh, run flats on uh, you know what you said that when I went and bought them um, $260 a piece but <laughs> but I have figured out that buying tires at Walmart or discount tire place Ooh. avoid those places the tires that I got from Firestone had a date code that was only one month old. Oh, nice. That's going to make your tire last a hell of a lot longer than your discount tire stuff where they're three years old before they throw them on your car already. Hey, these these are brand new. (laughs) Never been on a car. (laughs) They've had a birthday or two. Tell that to somebody who doesn't know how to read a date code. <laughs> I think I'm actually go with Redstein uh, for my tires next time. They, they're a company. Oh man, at Netherlands or something like that, and they've been like you go onto Tire Rack, and they have they're very highly rated for SUV tires. Now they're getting very highly rated with the you know standard touring tire kind of thing so i might might try those out that sounds like yeah that sounds kosher and they're and they're not overly expensive they're 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 in that low range you know they're they're but might try them out sounds like a plan yes um yeah uh, like i said go to a reputable place to get your tires because 
these discount places, Tire Rack, uh, any of them, you'll get date codes that are three fucking years old. And if you want to know anything about a tire, talk to me. <laughs> My father was the man who designed Goodyear's curing system. He also designed Dunlop tires in Australia. Well, actually, it was called South Pacific Tire there, but it was owned by Dunlop. <clears throat> he designed the truck tire curing system in Australia. Nice. Well, in Australia. Nice. Well, you know, uh, Carl's neighbor across the street, Rudy, used to work at Goodyear and designed the tread for the Eagle GT tread. I oh, think. that's the, uh, it'll push out like 10,000 gallons of water. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and then he also, then he started, then he started working <laughs> for Kumo also. That's actually, I, I would go there and he would give me, like, they would test out a tire for couple thousand miles and then they'd be sitting around i i had free tires for like four or five years in a row oh, man. <laughs> it was it was great oh my god so i i was telling you i had the uh i had the adt guy come out mm -hmm. that was a half an hour sales call to sell you solar i i, I thought the guy was coming oh so ADT also sells solar? Well, Bulldog ADT here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area sells solar. <laughs> I kept looking at him going, dude, I'm bleeding money right now. I cannot <laughs> spend any more money. But this will well, save you money. No, but, but no, it won't. This Not now. This will pay for your for itself. I looked at him and said, "What battery bank are you using?" Oh, we don't use a battery bank. Why the fuck would I buy your system then? Why wouldn't I have a battery bank? What do you? I just, mean, like, I, like the solar panels, you use some of the electricity when you need it, and then you sell it back to the grid. Is that kind well, of the idea? Uh, Here's the thing. If you're not using a battery bank, you're not going to be able to sell back to the grid. It, your your house is taking all the energy to run. So no battery bank is kind of useless. Huh. So then I asked him, what solar panels are you using? I mean, I, this, this guy has no clue that, A, I'm an engineer. B... I know just about everything about electrical that you could ever <laughs> want to know. And he kept looking at me going, well, you know, it's only $50,000 and the government's going to pay you back 30000 I said, no, they're not. They're not going to pay me back 30000 I've already researched all this. You don't think I would have looked this up already? I'm a cheap-ass motherfucker. I don't <laughs> So it was a half an hour. How long was I gone? Half hour? 45 minutes? Something like that, yeah. Of a sales call. And and then Kristen calls in the middle of it. I, I need a new tire. I'm like, dude, bleeding money. 
Just believe in money. <laughs> I'm not spending any more money on this house this year. That's all there is. Ain't you, too bad. <laughs> bye bye. Have a good time. Front door's over there. You'll hear it chime because you installed it. <laughs> Have a good day. What part uh, doesn't you understand? The buh or the bye? Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. And then I got my mother-in-law standing behind me going, what's he want? What's he want? <laughs> Turn your fucking hearing aids on. What's he want? What's he trying to sell you? Kendrick, not- let me guess. Is it is it dinner time in your mind, cat? Yes, this must be what it is. It's only 418. Yeah, I know. He's got another... 45 minutes yeah, another 40 minutes till dinner time screw them i'll tell you the same thing i tell everyone here <laughs> if you don't feed them they don't shit <laughs> excuse me mr davis this is the humane society <laughs> That's a big little umbrage with your treatment of your animals. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what number were we on? Um, I am up to my number 22. Oh, guess what? That's where I'm at. Oh, cool. All right. Um, tell me what your 22 is. Yeah, you probably hate me for this one too. And I kind of feel like I should have moved it. I have Dr. No, 1962. Sean Connery. Dude, you are so fucked up. Yeah, well, okay. Once again, a film I've not seen in a long, long time. Dr. No is one of the. F- okay. You were so fucked up. I don't know. He just, he hadn't, he hadn't eased into the role yet. I mean, you know. It was the first movie. Okay, that I'm just saying, you know, your your first movies, you know, in in a long series like that, not always the best. You know, he was Star Wars. I'm trying to help you here, but I can't. I Star Trek. I can't help stupidity. Remember us having that? I only brought that up because of the conversation we had earlier. <laughs> I just, I can't let it go. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so a little bit of trivia on this one. In, in 1962, Sean Connery was actually fitted for a toupee for this film because he started losing his hair when he was 17. Yeah. Yeah. Um, began wearing hair pieces in films in 58 from Goldfinger onwards. He wore a full wig. Uh, in this film, he wore a dry toupee and a wet toupee for when he was in the water. But there, little little oddball trivia for you. I'm sure this one's probably your number four pick, probably. Okay. Doctor No is number five. <laughs> you were so close. Um. Uh, yes, this is one of my favorite films. Uh, they're in Jamaica. Uh, 
where uh, Strange Ways, the station chief of MI6, gets killed. Um, but there's just there's so much in this film that this is what started all this crap. Uh, Ursula Andress. That whole scene on the beach with Ursula mm-hmm. and James Bond was to die for. The <laughs> that's freaking- the only. That honestly, that's the only thing about the movie I do remember is that scene. I, I couldn't tell you what the bad guys. Do you like- remember the tank? Nah, oh, vague like the the fireproof yeah. tank or something. Yeah, vaguely, but like I can't remember what the bad guy was trying to do that was bad like i don't remember what the yeah he didn't have a nuclear bomb or as i were i was like i don't even remember you know like i said this is a lot of these are i have not seen them in a long time so i'm going off of old info so sorry all right what was that you're 22 yep my 22 is tomorrow never dies. Anything? Any comment? I'm trying to find it on my list. I'm up there a little higher than that. (laughs) Another Pierce Brosnan, and he runs into the same problem in this film that, that he did in The World Is Not Enough. Bad graphics, bad special effects, and maybe it was just the time period. It was 1997, and they tried stuff happening to you. (laughs) Well, they tried to do a whole lot of green screen uh, in the late 90s, early 90s, and it just wasn't perfected enough. I don't remember a lot of green screen in that one. That was Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. Which I really like her. Terry Hatcher. Uh, Jonathan Price. Yeah. yeah. Terry Hatcher didn't last long in that one, unfortunately. I always liked Terry Hatcher, too. No. Yeah. Terry okay. Hatcher. Ooh, T- Terry Hatcher. I love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorite actors. If you are into British sitcoms, there is a British sitcom with Judy Dench and Jeffrey Palmer. Come What's on. it called? Look it up. Trying to remember who Jeffrey Palmer is. Now, Jeffrey Palmer in this in this sitcom uh, was an ex-army dude who met Judy Dench, who was a nurse who was nursing him back to health. And they fell apart. He went to Africa and came back and all of a sudden found her and started dating her daughter. 
Hmm. Uh. <laughs> we also showed up on Faulty Towers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, as time goes by is the sitcom. Yes, it is. As time goes by. Fabulous series. Please watch it. It's freaking hilarious. But Jeffrey Palmer, uh, I'm such a big fan of that show. When I went back and watched this and saw him in the same show, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and, you know, Judy Dench pulled that off. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, yeah. I, Joe Don Baker. Another gentleman who has been a character actor for years. He's been in everything. Uh, let's see here. What, what's he been in? Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> but he's always a character actor. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, Too Rich, The Secret Life of Doris Duke, Mars Attacks, Goldeneye. I mean, the guy's been in a ton of of shows, and he's always been a character actor. Just freaking awesome. Tomorrow Never Dies is is still a good film, but it, it comes down to the graphics and the other things that yeah. that I I sat back and I was like, this is not worth watching. Um, oh, Vincent Schiavelli is in it, and if you don't know who Vincent Schiavelli, go look at his picture. You will sit back and go, oh, I remember this guy from something he uh, is, better off dead the <laughs> phenomenal actor <laughs> all right uh so tomorrow never dies is my 22nd gotcha where are you at uh number 21 i've got thunderball 1965 though i did love the jetpack part of it the underwater stuff just didn't, and, and I'm saying it's in the '60s and stuff like that. It, yeah, it was it was just one of those okay things, you know. Um, I don't know. I, Here, here's the funny thing: I watched this two nights ago. Yeah. In preparation for this, because I was like, "Ooh, Thunderball was like a great. I I have to watch Thunderball. I watched it." Knocked it down to 22. <laughs> Knocked it down to 21. Yeah, okay. So we're, right. we're on the same page. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this <sighs> is absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I like at least this one, I remember the plot. They gassed the pilot of a, a jet fire that has a nuclear bomb, and mm-hmm. it goes underwater. I mean, there was some good to it. I mean, some of the underwater fights were okay, with the, but a lot of it was just not great. Well, so the killing the pilot underwater was was a great scene. Um, 
Yeah, that like was you could tell it. the you could tell the shark was behind glass in the pool. It was just there was just eh. there was a ref, there's a reflection. <laughs> I mean, it was it was bad. This yeah. this was a bad flick. Uh, the bad which guy. It may, maybe that's the reason they redid it. Because I mean, the oh, non Eon film, the non Eon film was I enjoyed more. Oh yeah, it was a hundred times better. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that was maybe that was the reason. I don't know. Now this show is the one that brought Domino in. Yes, yes. Uh, so there there is a positive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, <laughs> this movie sucked. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it. I looked at Kristen. I was like, why? This is bad. Uh, All right. Anyways. Uh, what are we up to? 21. No, 20. We're at number 20. My bad. Die another day. Oh, wait. Didn't I just do that? No. No. It was tomorrow never dies. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Die another day. Apparently, another Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> it, 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 we're, we're only a couple away from my pick of Die Another Day, just so you know. <laughs> I, I feel so bad for this guy. I loved him as Remington Steele. <laughs> and he's with a fellow Ohioan who I love to death, Holly Berry. Mm hmm. The movie sucks. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain this to yeah, you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, was that the one with the diamonds in the face? And yeah. <sighs> yeah. That was. Yeah. That and those special effects. Uh, that, oh, God. That was the same one with the the Jaguar that could disappear the gr- and the-, the, the ice hotel and the him surfing a tsunami. Uh, yeah, not uh, yeah. I, okay, I I, I want to put that one down lower. I want to switch these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna have that as my number twenty then. <laughs> all right, I, I I loved Holly Berry as a Bond girl, mm-hmm. but uh, okay, I'll I'll just say it. This was directed by Lee Tamahori. I really hope he never gets another directing <laughs> job again. This was just bad. Uh, all the way around. Um, Rosamund Pike plays Miranda Frost in this. I do like her, but I, I like her in other movies than this. Mm. Yep. This just sucked. Apparently... On this film, after the release, Pierce Brosnan was approached by a man in a Dublin bar who asked to shake his hand. And Brosnan complied and then cracked up when the man quipped, that's the closest my hand will ever get to Holly Berry's arse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, I'll count that as my number 20. <laughs> Dude, it was bad. 
uh, when Bond returns to the Ice Palace, Ugh. he he gets back into his car. When he approaches the car, just before entering, he hides behind it. However, this would be pointless as the camera on the side of the car would have projected his image onto <laughs> the car. <clears throat> just shitty stuff like that. It was bad. Just bad. It's bad. All right, it's sir. Bad. What do you have next? Uh, that'd be number 19 then. Because 20, year 20 was my 20. All right, 19. I have <laughs> On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh. 1969. Now, granted, you had Miss Emma Peel as a love interest on that. And I, I loved her to death. Oh, excuse me. All right, I, uh, but his acting was just so so. It was, uh, I just didn't get into it. Didn't get into him as Bond. I have this as seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Me. So we're 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 pretty close then. All right. Uh. Yeah. Uh, how do you explain this? Um. The action in it was great. Um, Once again, couldn't tell you what the bad guy's plan was to save my life. Did he have a nuclear bomb? Did he have poison? I don't remember. I don't care. (laughs) The film shooting locations were great. Mm -hmm. He had a good car in that too, didn't he? He had a... Yeah. Was it an Alpine? Uh, it no, looks, he, it looks like it is. Okay. Uh, but I mean, he, wear, uh, he wears a, he wears a kilt. I mean, that's got to yeah. be worth something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually, uh, he and, and Lazenby actually secured a suit that was ordered by, but not collected from Sir Sean Connery. He got a Rolex and a haircut just like Sean Connery. He talked his way into meeting the producer, uh, mm-hmm. Broccoli and Salzman and director Peter R. Hunt. Bluffed his way through the meeting, falsely claimed he had wide acting credits and secured a screen test. And they confessed to Hunt that he made it all up and he wasn't an actor. And he laughed and told him, you just strolled in here and managed to fool two of the most ruthless bastards in the business. You are an actor. <laughs> Great story. <laughs> But he was not an actor. Uh, Best quote from this movie. James Bond to the camera. This never happened to the other fellow. (laughs) Fourth wall break in a Bond film. No, 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 no. I don't even, I I just, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Bond's Aston Martin tire screech for Repeatedly on the loose sand of the beach. <laughs> Almost as good. If you, <laughs> if you ever get a chance to go back and watch the old Speed Racer cartoons, there is one episode where the Mach 5 goes underwater and it's got the, you know, the 
the canopy comes up and they go underwater and the bad guys go away and he starts the car back up and the sound effect is literally a toilet flush <laughs> but at least that's a cartoon <laughs> Oh get tires squealing on sand that 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 doesn't work no no um all right so that was your 19 right yep i'm moving to my 18 because my 19 you've already done yep the living daylights <laughs> i'm fairly close on that one too i'm only a few away from that timothy dalton uh scaramanja no scaramanja was oh wait this was robert davy franz sanchez okay but one of my favorite bond girls carrie lau lowell Mm-hmm. Is in this, as well as Talisa Soto, who is actually really smoking hot. <laughs> um, Wayne Newton. Everybody, yes. everybody loves a little bit of Wayne. <laughs> uh, so this is Timothy Dalton's uh, first tri- trip into the 007 world. Uh he only had the two, though, didn't he? Yes. This and License to Kill. Or uh, The Living Daylights and License to Kill were his two contributions to the 007 world. And the only reason that he was cast was because Pierce Brosnan couldn't do it yet. Yeah. And I had high hopes for him, too, because I had seen him in the movie Flash Gordon playing mm-hmm. the prince and really I, and enjoyed his performance. And when I heard it was going to be him, I'm like, ah, he's it, it, he and he was a touch more serious than the previous guys, which I was OK with. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but, he, he even states in an interview that that he wanted bond to be darker yeah now he didn't go nearly as far as daniel craig did no i mean well, da- it, it may not have been allowed to either that I mean, is this, true yeah you're still in the 90s at that point that you know they're like how do we make the most amount of money oh well, we can't be that dark you know <laughs> dc dc movies hadn't come out yet we can't be that dark yeah <laughs> i mean daniel craig has taken bond Almost back to the roots of the book. Yeah, it's. I mean, he is so close to the book now. I mean, in the eighties and the nineties, we were trying to soften Bond up. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Timothy Dalton was kind of. When when was that? Nineteen eighty seven was his first film, and he really took a different take than Roger Moore had. Roger Moore made a made Bond funny. Flippant. Yeah. It it wasn't the same. Yeah. And I neither Timothy Dalton films 
made my list high. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm close to coming up on them here in a second. I think they're back to back as a matter of fact. So that, 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 yeah, that's my 18. Let's see. I'm, I, I moved, I, I moved die another day around. So my 18 is diamonds are forever. Although there was a lot of good in this movie. Oh, this hang, was, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, I did my 19th. Right. Which was License to Kill. I didn't realize that the other Timothy Dalton movie was in 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a minor back-to-back, too, and a couple, yeah. What a shitty movie. Go on. So anyway, yeah, Diamonds Forever, 1971. And there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. I, 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 this was one of my more favorite Sean Connery movies. I love the Mustang chase scene in Vegas. Um, Yeah, let's see. Oh, here we go. Hutter Smith. Bruce Glover recalled that while filming their scenes together, he and Putter Smith, those are the two henchmen guys. Yes. Okay. He, He had somehow convinced Sean Connery that the two were actually openly homosexuals. Not only on screen, but off screen. (laughs) He said a few years later, (laughs) he's on an airline flight and he's flirting with the flight attendant and he hears a Scottish accent voice going, you son of a bitch. Turn around. (laughs) It was Connery on the flight. (laughs) Like, I love that. Um, You do realize this is where my Blofeld uh, uh, from Rocky Horror. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah oh, and, and, and then um, uh, Jimmy Dean, of all people, was in this movie. Jimmy Dean played the, Jimmy. the guy that was, the, that was uh, captured. In, yeah. And, <laughs> Being impersonated. He was like a, a, a Texas oil magnet or something, if I recall. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> um, so there's a lot of good stuff in this movie, but it was just ah, the the whole escaping in the lunar module thing just looked really hokey, and I hated it. And the two henchmen guys annoyed me. There, and the and the and the girl, very pretty, and everything. For some reason, she annoyed but she me can't too. act, huh? She couldn't act. Yeah, okay. That's why she annoyed me. Okay, there you go. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, okay. What am I okay? Um we have six minutes forty-five seconds left. <laughs> We're gonna actually take a break now. Okay. Because Scott's bladder is saying he can't go any further. <laughs> and I have something special for you. I'm ready. Hopefully this is it. Here we go. Science fiction. Double feature. Frank has built and lost his creature. 
Now, do you realize Richard O'Brien has been in a film with not only a Bond, but also a Bond villain? Has he? Because he was in Flash Gordon. He was actually Timothy Dalton's right-hand man in Flash Gordon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a perfect tie-in. Good job. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Charles Gray. Yeah. My God, still, still one of my <laughs> fucking favorite movies. And it wasn't supposed to. It wasn't supposed to be anything. I know, right? Now, this song doesn't have him talking. Oh, it will at the end. No. Lost in time. I've done and lost in space. And meaning. All right, kids. We'll be back in just a bit. We'll let you listen to Charles Gray while I pee.
This is Cutting Crew, but I can't remember who was in this group. I don't think, I don't think there was like a one special. Now the dude's singing. He's oh god, who did he sing? Uh, cutting Crew. Let's, uh, let's see here. Let's see. Members. Oh my god. Nick Van Eads, Tom Arnold. Here. Oh god. Let's see who who was the lead. Nick Van Eads. He's the singer on this song. Yeah. Huh. He sounds like somebody who played with lit ends or. Almost sounds like Mike and the Mechanics. Yeah, no, I, that was my first guess. I'm like, no, it's not Mike and the Mechanics. And then I was thinking, um, oh, God, who was the guy who sang on uh, Tempted? Because um, that was, a, they had a, a, another guy in on Tempted. By... Ooh, after the Cutting Crew's demise, Van Eads went on to write and produce for other artists. I was thinking in, Paul Carrick. I was thinking it was Paul Carrick for a second. Including producing the original demo of Cher's hit Believe. Hmm. Then in 1996, he auditioned for the lead singer of Genesis. Oh, wow. Interesting. Following Phil Collins' departure. He did not get the job. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, hey, buddy. There's a lot of jobs I've never gotten. <laughs> welcome to the club. Yeah, welcome. Ooh. Toto. Coming up February 21st. I am so looking forward to this concert. Uh, okay, the only thing I, that if I was going to go see him... They'd have to have Lukather playing guitar. Because without him, they just don't have that same sound. It was really kind of what really kind of sucks about that was Lukather was pretty much just a hired guitar player for the group. Yeah. His his stuff is so solid. His guitar playing is so good. But anyway, let's see here. Uh, Who was on tour with them this time? Just a little vodka here, just so you know. And we're waiting and we're <laughs> waiting. Everybody, hold, please. <laughs> Dead hold. air is never a good thing, Mr. Davis. <laughs> uh, and we found that out after getting drunk the other day. <laughs> the other I, day? every single podcast we've ever done (laughs) i really really uh don't don't know how uh how bad our shows were until i started editing and i cut a whole bunch of shit out (laughs) uh yeah now the good news is if you're listening to our podcast on google podcasts yeah they have a button that will cut out all dead 
dead moments, dead, you know, no sound. Yeah. Oh, it's like our, our three hour podcasts are like 20 minutes long at that point. Because we suck. <laughs> Steve Lukather is still the lead guitarist. Oh, cool. Okay. Toto. Like it. Now I'm jealous. Uh, David Page, who is keyboards and backing vocals, is not on the tour. Nah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Williams is still lead and backing vocals. So you, you've got Williams and Lukather that are going to be there. David Pache right now is going through some health issues. I'm sorry and to hear that. Anyone who knows me knows that Toto is like, that is my be-all, end-all band. <laughs> the GOAT. Yeah, they are the GOAT. Um. <laughs> I am sad that Paige is not going to be with with the band, but yeah. the gentleman that they have uh, uh, filling in is actually really good with keyboards. It's just not the same, man. Yeah. But I I have said this fifty times on our podcast. <laughs> this and Marillion are the only two bands that I would go and light for free. <laughs> Give me some McDonald's every morning. I will come light your band. <laughs> because I, I love... A couple, couple happy meals, I'm in. <laughs> I love the music. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would... Worked for Motley Crue for three months. Never do it again. <laughs> those guys are fucked up in the head <laughs> these guys toto come on you, how i want you to name me four toto songs uh toe the line mm -hmm. rosanna yep uh, I, yeah, I know there's two other ones that I should know, and I don't know off the top of my head. Um, no, well, you've got the Africa, yep, and uh, shit. There's one more real popular one out there. I just can't place it at the moment. Oh come on! Oh, what is it? I can't remember now. Oh come on! <laughs> you. I'm, I'm dancing around their most popular song i know it's just it's escaping on. me you did 99 the other day oh shit that's right i love 99 yeah <laughs> but there's one other one big one that i can't think of though. Yeah. all right here uh let me let me bring up my toto list alone spanish sea i'll supply the love i'll be over you Stranger in Town, 99, Struck by Lightning, Pamela, Afraid of Love, I Won't Hold You Back, Jake the Bone, Stop Loving You, Leah, Hold, oh, hold the Line, Hold the Line, Gregory Porgy. Ooh, I don't know that one. <laughs> Roseanne africa 
I mean, out of that list. That's listen, our childhood right there, isn't it? <laughs> you could listen to this whole album, and you may not know the song by name, but the minute that it plays, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I know that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'll supply the love. Baby. Yeah, that's right. Oh, come on. Da, 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 da. Yes. Da, da. Yeah. I, I knew 99 was going to throw you for a loop when I sent it to you. You'd be like, oh, shit. You, you sent it to me, and I didn't realize that it was Toto, uh, even though it said Toto 99. <laughs> and then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, yes. God, yeah, I oh, forgot about that one. We got some rocking going on here. <laughs> Two bands that I would work for free for. And my wife would hate me, especially with a $2,500 a month note. <laughs> and two car payments. And two car payments, but I'd have to, I'd give up the BMW for, for a Toto tour. <laughs> yeah. All right, sir. We were on 16. What is your 16? Was this, I, I think I didn't do 17. I'm not 100% oh, sure. Okay, what's your 17? The world is not enough, which was just a couple away from you. Um, I liked it a little bit better. Um, I did like the car. A couple? I had it at 23. Well, okay, well, that's six-ish. I just I, I loved, loved Robbie Coltrane in that. Um, um uh, who was his girlfriend singing? Oh, she, shit. Uh, she had the bit part, and she's like, uh, uh, not Annie McDowell, the the, the better actress. Um, she was in Girls Point Blank. Uh, oh, what's her? Oh, Judas Priest. Okay. Uh, and she had just had a bit part in it. Maria Garcia. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about the girlfriend of Robbie Coltrane, who was, who was doing the karaoke on stage. I mean, she was on for like 30 effing seconds. Was that um, Denise Richards, though? No, 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 no. Oh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have it right up here, are you? You rat. No, I'm. Yeah, it's, that's it's not another day. A, that's not that one. I'm looking uh, at the wrong Bond film. Let's see here. No. 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 What did I just have? What did I just do? Okay, I'm lost, man. Which number am I on again? Dude, you, the world yeah, is that. not enough. Okay, number 17. The world is not enough. All right. Uh, let's see here. And I love, no. well, obviously, I love the song because it was high on my list. Shit, dude. They had Judy Dench in that movie. You know, I mean, yes. she wasn't in it a bunch, but she showed up. It was good stuff. Uh, Colin, uh, Colin Salmon, I, I dig him. Um, Robert Cold, yeah, Robert. Was Kyle, it yeah, Daisy yeah. Beaumont? No, 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 man. It's like a. Oh, she's a. Please hold, everybody. Hey, dead air is fabulous. We <laughs> love our dead air. She was singing Stand By Your Man. Stand by, by your man. man. Okay, we And suck. Bond is like, 
who's killing the cat? <laughs> um, so can't, that's a, that was uh... okay. I, I have to look this up. Let's see. Uh, uh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Gross point blank. Pint blank. I can't even spell. Gross point blank. 1997 film. Da, 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 da. Mini Driver was Robbie Coltrane's girlfriend who was singing on stage. And she's there for like 30 Dude, seconds. And that's it. She's not even on the list. I know, right? <laughs> but go back and look at it. And you're like, oh, fuck, that is Mini Driver. Okay. You okay. might have been uncredited into that, but yeah, just the kind you, of fun. You that, do you you do remember that I have a special place in my heart for the mini. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. <laughs> Gross point blank. Great film. Oh my god, that's a great film. Fucking great film. But I fell in love with Mini Driver after that. Then I found out she had kids and all that. And I was like, fuck. I don't need any more kids. In the warehouse that Zakowski has, Robbie Coltrane's character, mm -hmm. um, the girly pictures packed onto the wall are all former Bond girls. Why, yes, they are. <laughs> all right. That's all I got to say about that was my number 17 Number sixteen for me. Okay. For your eyes only. Yeah, five-ish away. So that's cool. Okay. Only five. Only five. Yeah. It, it, for, well, I'll, I'll get down to it a little bit, but for me, that film had a lot of good and a lot of bad. It was it was tough because there was a there was a lot of stuff I like. Okay, that was a movie that I I was out in California visiting mm -hmm. my dad. He yeah, do his job or whatever. I had his ten speed bike. I biked to a movie theater and sat in a uh, damn near all by myself in a movie theater and watched that. So it was just kind of one of those. I get it. And that's the way I like, honestly, I kind of like films when there's nobody talking to me or bugging me or not. I like to immerse myself in a film. I don't, you know, so I got to, I had a whole movie theater to myself and I got to watch a bond film and it was pretty awesome. It was a big screen too, man. It was awesome. I am I am from the theater world and to have a James Bond with Topo in it. Mm -hmm, right? <laughs> is huge. I mean, this guy made Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, Zero Mostel, Zero Mostel is amazing, but Topo killed that role. Topo was freaking awesome in this movie yep. now carol bouquet or carol bucket as we would say in uh in <laughs> british sitcom rules uh carol bouquet was gorgeous 
that that long straight black hair oh yeah she was she was stunning and he had some really good diving stuff in that and there was just a lot there like i said there's a lot of good there was a lot of eh what was the the ice skater little girl thing it was funny because i was, was just it, watching that was bb right yeah, yeah yeah i was watching an episode of archer the other day and they had this like 15 year old german girl has thrown herself and it was like it was just a direct reference to that film it was hilarious now, but anyway now julian glover uh plays christatos is that it christoff something christoff Chris, like i think you're the bad guy uh but incredible bad guy mm-hmm. oh yeah and this is a guy who who is classically trained did tons of shakespeare in his life but played that villain like like a fiddle just it was really a good well-rounded movie and we weren't in that era of bad graphics yet no uh this movie came out in i think it was 1981 you are correct so the the graphics in it and, and special effects stuff like that the green screen stuff it wasn't bad yet they weren't trying to overdo or over push what they could do uh so i yeah i i kind of i kind of had to move this one up on my list because originally i had every roger moore film down at the bottom (laughs) (laughs) now the bad part about this was he was getting super long in the tooth and his pants were coming up over his belly button and yeah yeah so there, there was like i said there's a lot of good a lot of bad <laughs> well you know broccoli loved him yeah broccoli uh really saw him as as the real james bond broccoli wasn't the biggest fan of sean conroy but he lived with sean conroy connery yeah conroy conroy is the guy who did batman okay connery Sean Connery. Look at my fucking eyes. They're wide the hell open. I'm sorry, I I misspoke. I'm sorry. Dude, that's slurring. That's good. Fucking bastard. <laughs> the grammar police. The correction served. <laughs> I dated a girl like that once. <laughs> it's she, not her. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> We don't end our sentences in prepositions. All right, where did Jim at, bitch? Bastard. <laughs> All right, sir, what's your next? Uh, where am I at? Uh, 17? Well, for yours. No, I did 17. For your eyes only was my 16. Okay, my 16 is licensed to kill. Um, so Ooh, I have in. that at 19, so I'm already yeah. past. Yeah, you're already past that. Um, there's a little tidbit on this. The scene where Bond resigns from MI6 was shot at Ernest Hemingway's house in Key West. 
Yeah. Um, and that's why M, Robert Brown, informs 007 that his license to kill is revoked. He replies, I guess this is a farewell to arms, which is a nod to his most famous novel. So just a little bit of cool tidbit stuff right there. And once again, I, 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 I wish they had had a little more money to dump into those. But it seems like they they shoestringed his budget, something fierce. Um, the, well, well, the, what the, what? The, the, uh, hi, hi, there's a hat seven on my shoulder. Seven. Hi. Seven. Hi, uh, oh, there's there's the tail on my shoulder. Okay. Hi, kitty. Don't go back there. Please don't turn it off my computer. Please don't turn it off my computer. No, no, don't play with that either. This is the new kitty. This is Gracie. Don't go bug grandma for some food or something. Anyway. All right. So, so yeah, so, license to kill is my number sixteen, and I, 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 what is so much to like him in these movies? And he was, he, it was good, but he wasn't great. But I, I enjoyed him, you know. So there you go. Okay, so I, I went to my IMDb box office mojo to see what the budget was for this film, but it doesn't say. Uh, domestically, it made thirty-four million dollars yeah, on the was... original release. Yeah, which is not a lot of money. And it, it, yeah, it was, it was okay. But this was the first Bond film where he he's playing as somebody who's out for vengeance. And yeah, because. Felix gets eaten up by a shark and whatever, and yeah. I, I I just I don't think this film did not go over well. Yeah, it was it was okay. Um, I mean, it's it's for me, it's almost a little bit of a guilty pleasure movie because there's bits of it that I really enjoy, but it, it, overall, as a film, it was meh. It's meh. damn near center of the list. Yeah, yeah. So meh, meh. Uh, okay. All right. That should put you at 15? 15. 15. What's your number 15? The Man with the Golden Gun. Really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, you seem surprised by that. I'm 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 very curious as to why. I just uh, really enjoyed that film a lot. So I'm 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 curious to hear your your reasoning. I I have never I I grew up with Roger Moore in 007. Uh Sean Connery was before I started watching movies. I kind of grew up with Roger Moore. I don't think he's that good of an actor. He's the same character in every show that he does. He is a little bit like the Captain Kirk of James Bond. And I I will give you that. Now, you have Tattoo in this. Uh, you have Christopher Lee, Scaramanga. Mm-hmm. You have Maude Adams. So you've got three really good actresses and actors. 
I just never fell in love with this movie. I don't fair know enough. why. No, no, that, that's um, not Christopher Lee is he was on one of my top villains list. Yeah. So there has to be something good, but honestly, if you think about it, we're what? Uh, 15. Yeah. Halfway. We're at halfway. This movie wasn't bad. It's just that this was one of those movies that fell into that center section where I had a tough time. Yeah, the center section for this was tough because like yeah. you could you could flip any of these around and it would still be okay. I, I mean really this movie could be up five positions and it wouldn't really it, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. 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 Um Clifton James. I I do have to say this about him. Clifton James. Clifton James plays JW Peppers, the the sheriff. Oh yes fuck i laughed my ass off every time he he showed up it was like what the and there's fuck? another actor that was in more than one bond movie and that's pretty rare yeah, yeah. jaws and him i mean other than like money penny and money Q penny and, and, M and M. Q. yeah yeah yeah. but i mean as bit parts yeah he showed up in uh live and let die mm-hmm. and this one and he is, yeah, he is, he, he's, he's funny as all get out. I love him. The damn tobacco chewing <laughs> sheriff from, from the South. Oh, he's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that, there's, there's good to this. I mean, like I said, we're in the middle of this list. Yeah. It's, and, it's, and, it's a tough group. This, this was hard for me in the middle. I know my tops, I know my bottoms, but I could totally slide this movie up five, five slots, yeah, and yeah, it would be yeah. great. Fair Anyways, enough. Fair enough. Uh, anything else that you have on this? Nah, I'll probably touch on it a little later. It's a little higher up for me, so okay. But uh, my number fifteen is The Living Daylights, the next Timothy Dalton film. Um, I really loved the, oh yeah, you hate this one more. <laughs> well, okay. I love the car. Absolutely love the car. Okay. Okay. So, you know, but you got to admit, as a movie. The car does not make the movie. No, but it helps. <laughs> I love the cello, you know, jumping in a cello case and flying. I like the girl that was his, you know, the Bond girl in that one. I just uh-huh. thought she was kind of she was pretty and she was kind of cool and everything like that um I just, you know i that one was a little bit better than license to kill obviously it was his first movie i it was you know it was okay you know then once again this could be four or five down or four or five up it doesn't really matter but i i i liked timothy dalton a little bit better than you did so i just enjoyed that film a little bit more okay yeah Timothy sucked. Next! He's better than Lazenby. Uh, what are we on? 14? Uh, that was my 15, so probably 14 to you? We've already discussed this movie. Okay. Uh, because it was 
one of your lower ones. It was octopussy. I so don't... things that you liked. I, I want to hear the likes that you had. Because once again, I haven't seen it in forever. So give me the likes on your part. Okay. The thing about Octopussy that I loved. Hang on. Let me bring and this was the notes up. This was... They had the the circus and they were on a train. Is that correct? Okay. I, yeah, I, 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 I I could be persuaded to move that up a couple of points. Roger Moore, Maude Adams again. Uh, They are on the octopusy. Can we pick a better fucking name than that? I mean, come come on. on. Come on. I Come on. It. I love it. I love it. It was it was a play on words that back then you you shouldn't have been able to do it, really. <laughs> I mean, come on, you you're talking about a female with eight legs. Act a pussy. Oh my god. Um cheap. It's lazy writing. Steven Burkoff playing Orlov. Good bad guy. That the uh, guy in the turban? No, no. The guy in the turban was uh, Louis Jordan, Kamal Khan. Yeah, I, I liked him. Was the character that he Oh, played. yeah, Louis Jordan. Um, uh, uh, oh, God. What, yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephen Burkhoff is, is a guy that, that's, he plays bad guys all the time. Um, and he played, uh, the character Orlov, which is kind of like a minor character, but he's so much fun that they actually, I think they brought him back in a different show. Remember, he, man, he's got he's got this uh, uh, mole in the middle of his forehead. You would remember him. Let's see, Exorcist. What else was he in? I'm looking at his credits, man. God damn, he's got credits back to the 1940s. Good God. Oh, yeah. He was in. Uh, he was in Doctor Who. Okay, who wasn't? I mean, let's face it. Hotel Babylon. Uh, what else? What else? Yeah. Count of Monte Cristo, 1975 TV movie. Count Dracula TV movie in 77. Columbo. Um, Charlie's Angels. Beverly Hills Vegas. Cop. Swamp Thing. That's where I know him from. Rambo 2. No, he was one of the, he was the, he was the evil scientist in Swamp Thing. Yes. 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 He's been around forever and and he always plays a bad guy. He does it well. Uh, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. So, yeah, there you go. That's uh Okay. Yeah, I, I I could probably move that up a few notches. It, the 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 train scene was was good. Yeah, yeah. 
The only thing that would make it better is if there was a nuclear weapon involved. Uh, well, that's later down the list. Oh, wait, that's a different movie. Thank you. <laughs> Hang on. okay so we've gone over this one too this is one of your lower ones my number 14 is tomorrow never dies yes yes but yes, i yes. really enjoyed michelle yo in that movie i loved the uh the escape when they're handcuffed together and they're on a motorcycle Mm-hmm. the whole that that whole thing going through the town and up on roofs and everything like that um i i just liked it a little bit better and i love terry hatcher and i love uh, uh who was the bad guy in that one he was in uh brazil i'm oh, sorry you're eating my bad um yeah thanks for the for the fight scene i loved her lair like he like leans against something and the the statue breathes fire and <laughs> I just I don't know I I I I just had a little bit better experience with this movie I guess than you did. Um, the fight in the bicycle shop, the producers had to call in Jackie Chan's stunt team because none of the stuntmen wanted to do the scene with Michelle Yeoh due to her full contact stunt file stunting. Excuse me, stunt fighting style, which she had perfected in Hong Kong action films. So yeah, I just I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did. Not a big deal. I'm sorry. Swedish fish. Mm. Somebody brings in Swedish fish. I'm gonna eat. <laughs> but but then you can't like it sticks to your teeth and you can't open your mouth. It's like peanut butter to a dog. So, <laughs> so what number was that? <laughs> that was my number fourteen. Ooh. Guess what my thirteen is. Um. I don't know. What is it? The Spy Who Loved Me. Wow. Okay. It's way it's a it's a bit further up the list for me, so really? Yeah. It's a Roger Moore. I know, right? With the most iconic <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> skiing scene ever. And the most iconic car ever yeah uh so anyway no, but that's cool uh, these these are getting tougher and tougher now really well jaws was in this too yes this was his first appearance mm-hmm. now i i did not like the bad guy i thought he did not do a good acting job i i didn't yeah it was just the was bad that, guy was like man I, I think it was Kurt Jurgens playing strong. As a matter of fact, look what's in the background. Look what's in my background right there. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Anytime you got a British car as a submarine, you're in for a good time. It's sticking to your teeth, isn't it? Yeah. Pulling out your feelings. I'm looking to see. uh, This was directed by Lewis Gilbert, but this uh christopher woods was one of the writers um i was looking to see if felix was in this one and he's not i don't yeah but 
one of my top Bond girls, Barbara Bach, mm-hmm. is in this. Now, do you remember the video, an Adam Ant video? Um, don't drink, don't smoke. What do you settle in what the do windows do? follow? Don't, drink, don't smoke. What do you do? Uh huh. The the gal who was the reporter who ends up in his bedroom at the end of that video uh-huh. is the same girl on the boat that comes to collect them at the dock and take them out to the floating uh, bad guys lair. Yes. And she's okay. <laughs> uh, Carolyn Monroe. Okay. Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. obscure trivia there that i that, that that one i knew off the top of my head i don't even written down so yeah Alrighty then any other little details on that film or no no but they're swedish fish stuck to my <laughs> freaking teeth what number was that uh uh probably 14 because i'm down to number 13 so my number 13 is actually, uh, this will be my first Daniel Craig, Quantum of Solace. Oh, that's my seven. Mm, okay. I it, This one was a little further down for me. It was just a little too low key for me. Okay. Um, she had, now, granted, Judy Dench has a much bigger part in this film, uh-huh. uh, which was good. Um, and uh well let's see mark foster probably the director had her interact with james bond more because she's the only woman bond doesn't view as a sexual in a sexual context correct which foster always found really interesting so there there, once again a lot of good in this film and uh, craig may be my number one pick for a bond guy but this would just i wouldn't go out of my way to pick this one out and pop it into a DVD player and watch it, if that makes any sense. No, I, I'm trying to remember here. They, they go to this hotel out in the desert and it blows up and they, the bad guy, they feed him a can so of oil. And... The next film is when M dies. Um, oh, Hold on, please. Or is it um, this film? No, no, it was not this film. Let's see. Yes, you are correct. The next film is when M dies. Mm -hmm. This is why M having a bigger presence in this film was important. Because they're going to kill her off. Oh, thanks for the spoiler, Scott. Way to go, man. The hell? (laughs) <laughs> in your sweetest fish you you gotta quit eating you you're next olga olga kirilenko plays the love interest in this one the uh her name the, is olga uh-huh god, i thought she was like brazilian or something is she good looking gal oh my gosh wait did they actually sleep together in that film i don't remember i don't think they do i don't think they did um, there was another girl, Gemma Ariton, 
I think it is. Let me see here. No, oh, that was, yeah, she was an MI6 and she died. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They killed, they, they drowned her in oil and it was a, yeah. it was the, the, she was on the bed and it was very reminiscent of Goldfinger with the girl mm-hmm. completely coated in gold as, and black gold. There you go. It's all circular. <laughs> so, yeah. Who's the bad guy in this? Matthew Mateo Amarillo? Oh, yeah, that's just it. I mean, it's like, who, who was the bad guy? I mean, I remember he was stealing water. That's about was, all I remember. It was Mateo Amalric. Matthew Amalric as you know Dominic Green. Mr. Green. We'll just say fabulous actor. Great guy. He, yeah. He, he, and then you had uh, Giancarlo Giannini, who made his second appearance as Renee Mathis. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely, I was just watching hannibal the other day he plays the cop who gets killed at the end of hannibal oh okay yeah he's he's the cop in rome um and i i I really enjoyed him in this movie too and jeffrey wright um yeah good cast jasper christensen showed up as mr white in this film there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good in this film but it just i don't know didn't just didn't spark as much for me as some of the other ones did okay Yep. What number was that? That was my number 13. The Spy Who Loved Me. Is your number 12? It's my number 13. Did we already go through that? I don't know. I might have done 13 first. I think we did because uh, Barbara Bach. Yeah. Oh no no yeah you did number th- yeah you did the spy who loved me because I was curious why it was so low yeah yeah, yeah. okay so you, what's your number twelve then diamonds are forever okay which we've already done yeah um so I'm not gonna go into major but you ranked it a whole ton higher yeah um what were your high points in this movie. Let me bring up my notes. All right. Diamonds are forever. Sean Connery. This film, they they do a huge scene in Las Vegas. And anyone that knows me knows that Las Vegas is <laughs> one of my favorite places. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, plus, they use a mock Mustang. Mach in that whole scene. One Mach one Mustang. I think it's Mach one. Yeah. Ain't gonna uh, lie. I do love that car. Foo. Plus you have Charles Gray. Blofeld. I love Charles Gray as Blofeld. <laughs> uh you have Jill St. John, who probably should have made my list of best Bond girls, but didn't. She has her acting, yeah, her acting was a little slim. Yeah, subpar. Uh, Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. 
Oh. What? Already? Already? Oh. That can't be right. Sorry, it is. Ah, what damn number it, we Jim. On? That I think was your number 12. Yes, it was. Okay, so I got to do my number 12 next. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. back, (laughs) You'll get 12 through whatever we can get done because apparently we suck. (laughs) Uh, You know, as as we get to the top, we're going to have a little bit more to talk about. So, well, we've actually knocked out a bunch. So it Mm -hmm. makes it a little bit quicker. Anyways. All right. Cue up some music. We'll be right back. Funky white boy. Will the glow from the balls in a thousand stars like the cold Ohio night? And the turnback slick, the snows as thick as thieves. Since your call came through the Nothing new but the radio and the headlights And the news at the top of the hour That no one really believes Do they love What you want Baby, what you gonna do when 
Now you're all alone and crying Aren't you alone? 